Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, April 5th. In today's news, President Trump unexpectedly withdraws his nominee to run ICE as he backs off his threat to close the border. Nancy Pelosi criticizes Medicare for All. And Theresa May comes up with a fresh way to delay a hard Brexit. But first, the big idea. The White House has become fixated on blocking the disclosure of President Trump's tax returns to congressional investigators who are seeking them, teeing up a dispute that could go to the Supreme Court. House Democrats have invoked a 1924 law that gives the IRS little or no wiggle room to refuse the request. Ways and Means Committee Chairman Richie Neal on Wednesday formally requested the IRS give six years of Trump's personal and business returns. His staff had a meeting with senior IRS officials on an unrelated topic around 5 p.m. At the end of the meeting, Neal's guys gave the IRS folks the letter, making the ask. The law that the Ways and Means team is using does not appear to give the Treasury Secretary any legal mechanism to deny the request. But they're going to try anyway. (laughs) Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin hasn't commented publicly, but he's looking for how to play this in the courts. And Trump can't claim executive privilege because these are returns from before he became president. Trump is the first president since Richard Nixon to refuse to share his returns with the American people. He said yesterday that he won't put them out because he's still under audit, something he's been saying for years. But there's nothing to stop him from putting out his tax returns if he is indeed under audit. We're learning more, though, about the lengths that Trump is going to behind the scenes to keep his taxes secret. The New York Times reports that Trump personally pushed Mitch McConnell to prioritize Michael Desmond's confirmation to become the IRS's chief counsel, telling the Senate majority leader that it was a higher priority for him to get Desmond inside the IRS than it was to get Bill Barr confirmed as attorney general. The February request raised questions about the president's personal motivations. As IRS chief counsel, not even the head of the IRS, just the chief lawyer, Desmond would advise Mnuchin on all matters pertaining to the interpretation, administration, and enforcement of the Internal Revenue Code, as well as all other legal matters. Democrats are looking for other avenues to follow the money. Three powerful House members have asked Capital One Financial for Trump's financial records, including any that were handed over to Bob Mueller during the special counsel's investigation. The bank responded that we'll only turn over documents if compelled to do so by a subpoena. So House investigators are drawing one up. We also learned last night that former Trump lawyer Michael Cohen is offering Democrats new information in an attempt to stay out of jail. Cohen's attorneys told lawmakers in a letter that their client has discovered a substantial number of files on a hard drive that might be helpful to understand Trump's financials. Cohen is asking for additional time to persuade the Southern District of New York to allow him to postpone reporting to prison so that he can review the files. Cohen is supposed to start his sentence on May 6th. Some see this as an excuse to buy time. It's not clear whether he has the goods. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar this spring Friday. Number one, last night, the White House unexpectedly withdrew the nomination of Ron Vidiello to lead Immigrations and Customs Enforcement. Vidiello had been scheduled to travel with Trump to the border today, but the AP reports that he's no longer going. 
He'll remain acting director, but that means he'll avoid a Senate confirmation vote. Now, Homeland Security spokesperson said this was nothing but a paperwork error that has already been corrected, that Vidiello is still the nominee. But other higher level officials told the wire service that the move was not a mistake and they weren't informed about it, but it appears to be real. Trump, meanwhile, continues to cry wolf. The president backed off his threat yesterday to close the border and said he will give Mexico, quote, a one-year warning to do something about drugs and migrants. This is a pretty remarkable shift, considering that last week Trump issued an ultimatum that he would seal the border to trade and travel at the end of this week if Mexican authorities did not halt, quote, all illegal immigration. In an exchange with reporters at the White House yesterday, he shifted gears. Number two, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi questioned whether Medicare for All would be too expensive and fail to provide the same coverage as the Affordable Care Act. Now, this idea is being championed by several Democratic presidential candidates. But Pelosi says it would be much better to focus on improving the 2010 law. In an interview with a group of Washington Post reporters last night, she said, quote, I'm agnostic. Show me how you think you can get there. We all share the value of health care for all Americans, but what is the path to that? I think it's the Affordable Care Act. Pelosi noted that when most people say they're for Medicare for all, what they really mean is they want health care for all. She pointed to polls that show a lot of people love having their employer-based insurance, and they don't want to lose it, which they would with Medicare for all. Pelosi's remarks served as the strongest words of caution yet from a senior Democrat about a policy proposal that is serving as an ideological fault line on the campaign trail and within her own caucus. Republicans have sought to use Medicare for all as a cudgel against the Democrats. And the speaker's comments come as Trump abandons plans to press for a vote on a bill to replace Obamacare ahead of next year's election because the law has become more popular and there's little appetite among congressional Republicans to take it on. Again, I should say. Number three, British Prime Minister Theresa May said this morning that she is beginning preparations to hold elections for the European Parliament, despite her country's desire to quit the European Union. It's an acknowledgement that its divorce efforts could be significantly delayed. In a new letter to a top EU official, May asks for Britain's departure date from the Union to be delayed until June 30th and says that she will order European elections to be held in late May, assuming Britain is still an EU member at that time. Without a reprieve from the other 27 leaders in EU nations, Britain is due to crash out of the club without any safety net on April 12th. That's next Friday. Many hardline Brexiteers loathe the idea of participating in EU elections, but today's decision opens the door to a longer extension. EU leaders have said that Britain could not continue to be a member of the Union beyond May 22nd if it doesn't hold elections. They fear that any decision taken by the new parliament could be challenged if Britain isn't represented in Brussels. And that's The Daily 202 for Friday, April 5th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday.